Today's episode of the Goldcast is sponsored by the 49ers' first victory of the season. And we have a co-sponsor. All those San Francisco fans who put 0-16 tattoos on your back, you should be ashamed of yourselves. You should be absolutely ashamed of yourselves. I'm disappointed in you. Yeah, that's on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, God. Yeah, Raymond's calling in via phone again today, folks. Uh, he's he's en route. He's traveling. But, uh, yeah, today's episode is sponsored by them. Unless, well, maybe their goal, and you never know, there might be listeners. We do have a lot of listeners. Maybe, maybe their goal, Ray, maybe their goal, we're going to stay open-minded, maybe their goal was to actually reverse jinx the 49ers in the most extreme way possible by showing their absolute true 49er faithful-ism through a tattoo that's never going to go away. As the proud owner of four tattoos. The stupidest fans I've ever seen. Or the dumbest fans of all time. But yes, as a proud owner. Because I haven't haven't seen them. I've I've just heard of it. So that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. So it's the emblem. And then underneath it just says O and 16. It's just the classic SF red emblem. And then underneath (laughs) O and 16. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen of the uh, Goldcast audience. That is what I call a quitter. Those are <laughs> if Unless they're not they were... playing the reverse psychology game, which I highly doubt they are, then they are just quitting. Boom. There it is. There it is. All right. We have a lot to get into. But before we get started, Raymond, why don't you let them know where they can find us? You can find us on Facebook.com slash The Goldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Goldcast underscore. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Goldcast. You can also subscribe to us via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher, all under the same moniker of The Goldcast. Subscribe, leave comments, leave reviews, do the right thing. Ah, Goldcast, blah. Here we go. This episode is dedicated to the first <laughs> victory on a Sunday that we've had in, I don't know, over a year, maybe two years. It's been a while. I don't keep track of that kind of stuff. Here we go. Goldcast, let's get busy. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Goldcast. Boom! Boom, 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 boom. Welcome to another edition of the Goldcast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa first, baby. Boom. It's in. Finally. We're done. We have finally broken the losing streak for the 2017 season. Bay Area. Oh, my stars and stripes heavens to betsy we finally did it ray the 49ers are no longer witness witless we have dodged going 0 and 16 i still can't believe those guys put tattoos on their bodies that said 0 and 16 again if in fact if you're one of those people and you're listening to the gold cast i want to talk to you i want you on the gold cast so if you're out there and you actually I do. I want to talk to him. I want you to go on the Goldcast. I want to. I want. I want to talk to you. If you so, if you're a friend of somebody who has that tattoo, tell them Rudy Salisa III, the host, the co-host of the Goldcast, would like to talk to them on the Goldcast about their Owen sixteen tattoos. I swear to God, that better have been a reverse jingle. Jinx. Reverse jingle. That better have been a reverse jingle. You better jingled your way all the way to our victory. Raymond, final score 
I'm happy to say the 49ers did cover. Thank heavens they covered. They've actually covered a lot. Final score was 31 to 21. You would have thought, you really would have thought that the 49ers had won the Super Bowl with how intensely they they celebrated. There was cheering. There was, I don't know if it was champagne, but they were pouring something all over themselves in the locker rooms. Let's just bask in the glory for one second about the 49ers big win. Tell me how you feel. Well, I feel relieved. I kind of felt like destiny was calling up the Niners number in regards to this Giants game because Giants were are up, you know, they're, they're just as bad as say like the, uh, you know, the Cardinals, but we just can't, couldn't seem to get past the Cardinals twice this year. It's just luck. You know, we, we didn't have Joe Staley last week. We had Joe Staley this week, you know, um, we haven't been a hundred percent in the last few weeks, but this week we got a couple guys back. We also signed some decent players to fill in the roster from the street guys haven't played in forever. So it's amazing patchwork that John Lynch has been able to do. But the thing that really stuck out to me was two things, a pass protection and B third down conversions. Those were the two things that stood out to me that really kind of helped sustain offensive drives and sustain, you know, more explosive plays was just adequate blocking and pass protection. And that's something we haven't really seen that's really been kind of inconsistent all year long. A lot of three and outs, a lot of like one for 15 on third down conversion. This week was like eight for 12, I think. That's 75% conversion rate. That's the type of, you know, percentage that's going to sustain drives, keep your defense fresh, and put yourself in the scoring position, which is exactly what we did. And as a result, we had three really big explosive plays today. The, the pass to Marquise Goodwin, the 83-yard pass, the 47-yard pass to Garrett Selleck, and the, the huge explosive run by Matt Breida. Those plays were amazing. I haven't seen a whole lot of that this year, and I think a big credit to that is the offensive line, being able to give C.J. Beathard time to make throws, and in another case, make the right blocks to, to help our running backs get to the second and third level. And that, to me, is what really stood out to me. So I give full credit to the offensive line this year. I also give credit to the tight ends and the running back. Carlos Hyde stepped up in his blocking. Garrett Sellett stepped up in his blocking. In fact, those are the two individuals that uh, plugged up the all-out blitz down the middle on C.J. Beathard that gave him enough time to throw the bomb to Marquise Goodwin. That was an amazing, amazing play. Frank Gore used to be the staple. He was He's excellent at run blocking when he's not uh, taking the rock. So to see Carlos Hyde and Garrett Sellett step up in a big-time play like that and allow that play to materialize it's just huge. So it was exciting. As a Niner fan, it was awesome. It did feel really big. It felt like a huge win. It, did, it, it felt like it felt appropriate to dump Gatorade on Mike Shanahan's head. Um, despite all of the dismal, you know, injuries that have happened this year and the unfortunate, you know, one, two plays away from winning the games during the five game losing streak of three point uh, losing streak of three points or less. Um, Kyle Shanahan has maintained the message and the culture within the locker room that everybody seems to be voicing. I heard them all on the, a lot of the post-game press conferences today uh, between Garrett Salick, Joe Staley, C.J. Beathard. They all kind of, with um, well, more Staley and Salick, they kind of preach to us like, dude, like, we have an amazing culture that just says, you know, like, keep your head up. You know, just keep going, keep going. Amazing quote from Garrett Salick. Kyle Shanahan told him, he said, um, he said, tough, tough times don't last long, but tough people do. That's a great quote 
Wow. Uh, from the head coach. I love that one. Isn't that one awesome? I thought yeah, that was a great awesome. one. I was like, dang, that's a powerful one. That's really, and that's so true. Tough times don't last forever, but tough people do, or tough wow, players do. Wow, wow. That was a great line. So, yeah, that was to the key to me. Offensive line led to third down conversions and explosive plays, which woke up the offense. It was great to see. It was really great to see. It was so gratifying. It was so satisfying. Finally, Goldcast Nation, finally, finally, we have a victory. Finally, we best the beast. And I think it's really important. I think this is really important. It's a turning of the tide. This team rarely, we had a little bit of a slump in the middle, but rarely have they given up. We lost five games by three points or less in the last two minutes. Do you realize how many wins we really could have right now? We could be at, we could have we could have six wins right now. That's where we could be. This team has lost by the slimmest. Six and two, easily. 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 We've lost by the slimmest of margins. The slimmest of margins, but mostly based on inexperience, too many penalties, and just again a a, a team that's trying to learn an entirely new system. I said this before, in 2020, when we're all sitting back and the 49ers have the most prolific offense in the entire league and we're staring down the possibility of going to another Super Bowl, we're going to look back on this year with, uh, with no fondness, but we're going to feel the distance of it like it was a million years ago and just 20 minutes ago. And in two more years when we're back on top, this is going to feel like it was only 30 seconds ago. It's only going to be like 30 seconds from now. We're going to be there. So... Stack, I've been saying all year, everybody has to stay faithful. 49er faithful. We are the faithful for a reason. Stay faithful. And you have, and boom, we did it. Ray, I'd also like to mention in a small way my contribution to this victory, if you don't mind. Go for it. We all contribute. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has contributed to this victory. Yeah. Well, um, so pretty much my entire season, my entire season of fantasy, I always have left the winning points on the bench. It's like I'm always off by every other week. And I began to realize, I began to realize about three weeks ago that my fantasy football team was a voodoo doll. It was a voodoo doll. It basically, it was like if you wanted – your quarterback, also all my starters almost consistently lost their quarterbacks, including my own quarterback. I lost Aaron Rodgers. So if you wanted your quarterbacks to to die, if you were like, I told people, go if you have someone from a rival team that you would like to have die, then then put then trade with me. I'll start. I'll start. I'll start any of his wide receivers or running backs, and then his quarterback will inevitably become injured. I had Stephon Diggs. I had Amari Cooper. I had Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I'm just a quarterback killing machine. Now, having said that, I realized I realized about three weeks ago that my my fantasy team wasn't really a fantasy team. It was a portal to a voodoo doll. It was actually like a voodoo doll. It was an online voodoo doll. Probably, probably arguably the world's first online recorded voodoo doll. So, Raymond, because my bench always seems to generate the most points while the players on the field that are starting for my fantasy team always end up getting their quarterbacks killed, I decided to reverse jinx my voodoo doll. And I put C.J. Beathard on the bench for my fantasy football team for the last three weeks. 
and he finally did it. He outballed Dak Prescott. It flipped, and I left the winning points again on the bench. Had I started C.J. Beathard, I would have won, but it's okay because we won the game because my fantasy voodoo doll saved the day. And I just want to tell everyone right. you're that, welcome. That's that's how you do reverse psychology, people. It's not it's not a tattoo of 0 and 16 on your back. No, it's making your voodoo doll, your mystical, magical fantasy voodoo doll, work for you by putting C.J. Beathard on the bench, and you hey you have your other starter in there because all season whoever's on your bench is going to outscore your starter. So I put C.J. Beathard in there to back up Dak Prescott, and what did he do? 24 points in my league, and he wins the game. That's called faithful, Ray. That is called 49er faithful. That's how we do. So that's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to thank you. I just wanted to give my small contribution to this victory. It wasn't a lot, but there's no, unfortunately, there are no stats to account for mystical fantasy football voodoo dolls. Unfortunately, that isn't a stat that we've created yet. I would like to propose that maybe that's something we should create going forward, seeing as my fantasy football team actually is a true blue online voodoo doll. So you're welcome, Goldcast Nation. You're welcome, 49er Faithful. Uh, I don't take full credit for the game. Obviously, there's there's it's a 52-man roster. There's 11 guys on both sides of the ball trying to make that thing happen. Special teams, Coach Shanahan, John Lynch. But I, I do want to say that uh, I appreciate all of the acknowledgments and accolades. And uh, we're going to keep fighting. And I'm going to keep putting 49ers players on that voodoo doll bench. And we're just going to do the best we can one game at a time. Uh, we're, uh, we've got a bye coming up. And uh, we'll see you after the break. Thank you very much. I'm Rudy Solis, Goldcast. That was just my, that was my, my press conference sign-off. That was it. How'd I do? Oh, nice. That's <laughs> terrific. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, pretty awesome game. I thought C.J. Beathard was fantastic, uh, winning both in the air bo- and with his own legs. Again, I am the ultimate apologist for C.J. Beathard. I actually think he's pretty damn good for a rook. I think he's just been in a really tough Tough situation. Similar to what we've said several times in the last couple years, not a bad quarterback, just a really bad offensive line. But as you mentioned, the offensive line was able to string together blocks to protect their quarterbacks and the quarterback. And that's what made the difference. If you have an offensive line, you you can practically do anything. You can have an, an offensive line will make a bad quarterback average, an average quarterback good, a good quarterback great, a great quarterback, a Hall of Famer. That's just the way it is. The offensive line, it is the it is the the centerpiece. It is the heartbeat of football. The 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 offensive line, the defensive line, that is where the game is won. Your ability to control that area makes it or breaks it. I know John Lynch gave Mike Kyle Shanahan Mike. I know Kyle, I know John Lynch gave Kyle Shanahan the game ball, you know, for all of his work and diligence because obviously it's his job to keep the team together. He's been you know, excellent in keeping the morale. That was evident in the post-game press conferences by some of the players and Garrett Selleck and Joe Staley. But for me, I really think the game ball needs to go to the offensive line that really kind of pulled it together for, you know, probably their best game of the season. Obviously, it resulted in a W. So if they can, if this momentum is, you know, an indication of, you know, things swinging in the right direction, which I hope it is, you know, in terms of the, the team 
kind of getting getting better better consistency out of the offense, then uh, to me, I think the offensive line deserves all the credit, you know, for really kind of helping us helping the offense kind of manufacture what Kyle Shanahan's been implementing this whole season in his system. So to me, that's where the hats go off. The protection was there, the blocking was there, and the results obviously led to explosive plays and a huge W over a team that you know they that is obviously struggling in a lot of ways too. But only one you know victor can come out of these games every sunday and the niners you know proved proved to be the better team you know in all faucets of the game so and it starts with the offensive line for me so that's where i think the uh the game ball should go to although kyle's very deserving of it too let me ask you a question raymond uh here's kind of more of a looking towards the future kind of question who do you think who do you think should start if the line continues to pull itself together? Should we put Jimmy Garoppolo in, you know, they were saying maybe as early as week 12? Or if the line continues to gel, do we just keep C.J. Beathard in there and kind of, per, quote unquote, protect Jimmy Garoppolo until next year? What do you think is the best move for the 49ers? I feel like that's a tough question. I don't know the answer. It is tough if the offensive line plays well, and because obviously when you when the line plays well, CJ is going to play well, and any quarterback is going to play well when you give him time. I mean that was very evident. CJ's big thing coming out of college was his ability to anticipate um, where the ball is going to be relative to the the receiver's route, and we saw that today. He hit Marquise Goodwin in stride. He hit Garrett Selleck in stride. He threaded a couple other balls. Um, to other players in stride. So um, a lot of well-thrown balls today by C.J. Beathard. I know there was the one pick, but, uh, you know, this was the first game. And he's thrown a pick every single game uh, so far, I believe. And um, uh, that's that's something that can obviously, you know, we can we want to see it cleaned up, but it's something that you can kind of forgive because he's a rookie and because of the circumstances he's in. At the same time, when he's got time, you know, look at the ra- look how the ratio is swinging the other direction where he's got more touchdowns than interceptions. He's got, you know, almost 300 yards. Almost, I think they got almost 400 yards of total offense. You know, they had well over 150 in rushing in rushing yards, you know, between Hyde, Breda, and the other contributors. So, you know, when, when the offensive line plays well, that allows so many other things to happen, you know, in terms of, of scheme and, and play calling. You, you can do a lot more and keep defenses on foot on, on their toes, you know, and especially with that pass protection. Picking up those blitzes is huge. But going back to your question, I think, you know, Kyle Shanahan said he has no plan. So and I think that's the right move, because if you're building momentum around CJ right now and you're just trying to get your system going, I think there is no rush to bring Garoppolo in there. I think, you know, and give him time to keep studying the book. He's going to have a bye week. So by the time they come back to Seattle, he'll be he'll have been with us for at least a month. So is that does that mean he needs to come out in Seattle and play? I don't know. So Kyle Shanahan didn't necessarily confirm that. He didn't necessarily deny that either. He just said there's no plan. And he just I, I think Kyle is similar in Jim Harbaugh where he's going to go with the hot hand. And I think if CJ continues to play well, and and you know I I think I'm pretty sure CJ is going to play against Seattle after the bye week. That's what I predict. Even though I know that people are saying, oh, that's a really good time when Garoppolo should get in there. Look. You, you got this guy for a draft pick, you know, that you didn't even have to pay for. You know, it was, it was another draft pick you got in, in giving up the second position last year to Chicago. So you had a free pick to play with, and you got a quarterback who's potentially a franchise quarterback. 
and this is something that I think they should ease ease him into just because you're still in a rebuilding phase and you want to make sure that the right pieces are in place to help Jimmy be successful. Otherwise, he's just he's he's going to have the same struggles that any everybody else has had behind that line. So I think you build off this momentum, see what else CJ can do, and then you decide whether, you know, Jimmy needs to go in or not. And I think you do that on a week-to-week basis. I don't think you should plan for that to happen in Seattle. I don't think you should plan for it to happen after the Seattle game. You know, I think it should be week-to-week. I predict that CJ will be in there, and that we'll see Jimmy maybe in, like, the last three to four games of the season. Boom, there it is. Well, Raymond, I do have to admit, your voice sounds so crystal clear now than it did before. That's the power of podcast editing, to go from your phone to your mic within an instant, even though... Maybe hours have passed between those two moments. Well done, sir. You sound magic. uh, magic, Magic. The magic of podcasting. I agree, man. 100%. It's just awesome. This is an awesome feeling. I saw the video watching the 49ers celebrate in the locker room. What a tremendous feeling. We did believe that the 49ers were going to win. We did say that last week. Then again, we believe the 49ers are going every week because we are the 49er faithful. It's what we do. Um, here we go. One win. Uh, that is why you either don't put a tattoo of Owen 16 or you put a, a tattoo of Owen 16 with the intended purpose of them winning the very week you do it. If that was your goal, then hats off to you. And again, I want to speak to you now, Raymond, before we go, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at RaySolise1. You can also find me on Twitter at RaySolise, R-A-Y-S-O-L-I-S. Boom. You can find me at Rudy Solis Third at Rudy Solis 3RD. So concludes another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host, Rudy Solis Third, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Solis the First, baby. Boom. We'll see you next time. Same Gold Cast time. Same Gold Cast channel. Go Niners! We gotta win. This is, is the Gold Cast.